0: Welcome to the Boulders, everyone. A.K.A. Episode 34 of Inside Quotes. I'm your host, Jonathan, and as always, I'm here with my brother, Jeremy. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> you know, this microphone was a was a gift from the from the King of Thailand. Oh, really? That's uh, Tom? Yeah. Rest your honker on this uh, pop filter. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I, I believe you. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Smells like global warming. We're we're coming up on our year anniversary actually. When when was our first episode released? In like May twenty seventh, I want to say. I, oh, so we got a whole another month. Got a little while. But yeah, we should. What are we gonna do for our year long anniversary? I have to think about that. Maybe do right. a. Maybe uh, we should do like a kick off a cool franchise or something we've been teasing for a while. That's a possibility. Maybe we should do that. And if it's in May. You know what they say. Yeah. May the mummy be a good franchise to cover. Be. May, may, may the four th- and two be with you. Um, may the Shrek franchise be far, far away. <laughs> Actually, that is a good franchise. <laughs> yeah, we should probably do Shrek. I mean, honestly, I all mean, right, come on. <laughs> it's me we're talking about. <laughs> Well, Jeremy, there's no point in uh, teasing the audience this week. I think we already, we uh, we pretty much told them "Cheaper by the Dozen 2 is going to be the movie we we watch this week. Just, just yeah, back pretty much. Back. We're not we're not going to we're not going to beat around the clam bake if you know what I mean. They, they don't even have clams at this clam bake, so it's pretty lame. Might as well call it a buffet. May 23rd is our anniversary. Okay, good to know. We should go to the Lake House and celebrate. I'll call it Mike Romano. One last time. <laughs> One last time. I think he was being a little over dramatic with that, because like he's got like ten other kids at home that are still like, <laughs> but it's all of very his kids, young though. It's like this is the last time we'll ever get to do anything as a family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I with mean, the older kids, he's freaking out. His older kids, his oldest is moving with his grandson to Texas. Yeah. Uh at the beginning of the movie. Uh spoiler alert. If uh this movie was made in 2005, so get over it. Um you definitely know if there's a pregnant woman in your television episode or your movie, then by the end of that episode or movie, that there will be a hospital scene where the baby is born. Mm-hmm. That is guaranteed. Yeah. And if there's bloopers, the baby's head will be replaced with Steve Martin's face. Even if he's not in the movie. <laughs> this was technically your pick, Jeremy. So do you, do you have any, uh, any memories with this movie? So the American vacation movie is a classic. Mm-hmm. It's trope or stereotype, stereotypic sequel. Um, nevertheless, some fail and some succeed this movie succeeds greatly. This is one of those few movies where it's just as good, if not better, than the original. Mm. And you never get a sequel like that. You got Shrek 2. You've got Spider-Man 2. You've got... That's it. (laughs) Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I don't like Empire Strikes Back that much. Cut that. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. Anyways, so this movie really succeeds at being a great movie. Like they covered pretty much a completely different story as the other movie, but it was still like the same thing. Because most destination, like oh, Garfield: The Tale of Two Kitties, that's that's pretty good. Honestly, I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's comparatively to the first one, like it's good. Um I, I saw I saw that in theaters, dude. <laughs> Can you believe that? Was that a birthday <laughs> birthday trip? I think so, maybe. Uh I, I have no idea. <laughs> um So So Cheaper by the Dozen 2. This is the biggest surprise I've ever gotten. Cause the first one you got in your Easter basket. Mm-hmm. What on the same trip that I was told that we were moving from our childhood home, yeah. Uh, so that's like very fitting. Um, if you want to hear the full story on that, listen to our other episode, "Cheaper by the Dozen." Two thousand three, right? Yes, three. Okay, but this movie, we were already moved into our new house because it was two years later, and I'm just hanging out. Parents are in the kitchen. All of a sudden, mom's like opening the fridge. Okay. And she gives dad the nod. And I'm like, what's going on? And dad wanted to surprise us, us children. Our, our parents both surprised us with the DVD. We didn't even know it was out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know it came out. Did this one come out in theaters? I yeah, feel like it, it did. did. Okay. Um, But like the DVD came out that that time. And... He he reached into like his coffee mug cabinet, pulled the bag out from Walmart, and opened it up, and he showed it to me, and I was like, "What? <laughs> we're gonna watch that tonight?" And they were like, "You bet your butt, you, you. you I don't know what they said. <laughs> you better believe it." Yeah. <laughs> and that's another one. Like Cheaper Brother doesn't excels at their uh, movie posters or uh covers of DVDs. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just so many kids wearing so many different things, showing so many different personalities. It's like a Renaissance art painting almost. <laughs> uh only they are fully clothed. Uh but I don't know, it's just so cool to watch. And I was like seeing oh it's been two years. They look so grown up now. Yeah. And <laughs> so I remember Taking it, popping that sucker right into the DVD player, and we watched it that night. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those times where, like, mom and dad surprised us with a movie, and we never got that. <laughs> yeah. It was just rare, but we all four, but we all four loved this movie, and we just knew that the second one was going to be great. We just knew. How could it not? And I was be? like, I, I, I had no expectations. I knew no idea what it was about. All I saw was Eugene Levy, and I was like, what. This is cool. That was, that's my memory of this movie too. I, I was going to actually ask for some of the details. Cause uh, all, all I remember is watching it. I specifically remember watching it in the new house. I guess it came out not too long. I guess we'd been in the new house for like at least a year at that point. But yeah, um, I just remember watching it in the, the living room at that house. And I also remember it being like a surprise like not even being aware it was out. Yeah. Or like Because I, I, I don't know why we wouldn't have gone to like see this in the theaters because we, we we would have asked, I feel like, but I guess we yeah. didn't. Well, I guess FCA didn't take us. That's the only way we would have gone to the theater. Yeah. Um, Correction, I'm going to ask you if you vividly remember this or not, but I might have been wrong about the cupboard thing. For some reason, I'm, I'm right now I'm thinking that they pulled it out of the fridge. I remember the fridge being open. See, I, I, I don't remember that specifically. I don't remember you being in the kitchen at the time. Yeah. I, when you were telling the story, it kind of vaguely sounded familiar. I kind of remember them doing that one time, like kind of surprising us with a movie. Yeah. And I just it wasn't sure if it was this one, but I don't really know what else it would have been. So it's If you're a parent and you listen to our podcast, buy a movie that your kids have been talking about, that your whole family will enjoy, and surprise them with it one night. I don't even let them know that it's out. Like buy a movie if you can do that nowadays. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, sh- rent it or stream let just, it. <laughs> let me just pull it up on Netflix or something. Uh, I guess me and you are gonna raise our kids old school because <laughs> we have so many DVDs. What are we gonna do? Throw They're them away? Just gonna look at them and be like <laughs> are those records? <laughs> yes, I don't. I don't know why. I I remember seeing trailers for this movie and but I I don't ever remember like asking, Hey, can we go see this movie (laughs) that came out? Yeah. And it, uh, the other thing is usually when like mom would buy a DVD or something for the family, like it would be on like a Saturday trip to Walmart or something like that where she was also getting groceries. And so we'd be there. We'd be watching her the whole time. Well, we're the Kings of the electronic section. Right. Right. Okay. So, (laughs) I I, maybe this was a time where she just went on her own and bought it, and then surprised us. Like I feel like it It, was probably probably Friday night or something. Probably Dad picked it up on the way home from work. I think that's what it was because it was Dad who pulled it out with the with the grocery bag. So this came out in like Christmas of two thousand five. So it probably probably didn't come out on DVD till like summer April. Oh, it says May twenty third. Anniversary of our podcast. Hey. Full circle. Full full circle. <laughs> full, full circle. Sure. Yeah. But my my impressions of it was this is just as good as the first one if not better. Yeah, that was my
1: that Oh, was, yeah, for that sure. was
0: my uh that was my hot take at the time. There's not many people that go well alongside Steve Martin and Eugene Levy is probably the top five actors that act well with him. <laughs> they have so yeah. much good. They're, they're, they have great chemistry. They're so good together. I love it. Who's, who's on the short list for that? Martin Short? Martin Short, Chevy Chase. Not even. Even though he's hard to work with. <laughs> but Martin Short's the number one, George, obviously. number one. And then a, a good runner-up is, is Eugene Levy, I feel like. All right, so to start from the top, we remember last week, Jonathan. We were talking about how we don't remember if they were in the house at all, or how this next movie even started. As soon as I heard the music, I was like, "Oh, I know where we're going. We're going to graduation, <laughs> late." Uh, that's totally a but, Jones family trait too. <laughs> we're gonna be late. Classic. We always be late. That's a we're we're, we're late and proud. Uh, not not necessarily proud. Uh, but. Oh, man, Stevie Wonder. This movie kicked off. This movie and C-Spot Run kicked off my love for Stevie Wonder. Greatest musicians of all time. Anyway, so they're walking over to, they're late for Hilary Duff's graduation. What's her name? <laughs> Lorraine. Lorraine. How could I forget? And immediately we are shown, Lorraine is like five people away from graduating. Yeah, they were really late Graduation ceremonies are so long, too. I know. They were legit like an hour and a half late to this thing. But even uh, Tom Welling was late, later than them, which is funny. Oh, Charlie. Even Charlie was later than them. I guess her last name's Baker, what? so she would have been early on in the list, though. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we really thought into that a lot. <laughs> no one else is going to. Yep. So we were talking last week about I was disappointed in the first one. How, like, it seemed like they moved to Chicago for nothing because <laughs> nothing ever, nothing worked yeah. out. And so, my question going into the second one was going to be, did they move back to Midland? Like, I, I, I thought that that's something that was a possibility, and that's pretty much like not at all. Instantly, like, nope. They, uh they're in Chicago, um, and it, it, it does show them at the old house briefly in Lorraine's bedroom. It has, like, one exterior shot of the house, probably left over from the first movie, and then they shot, like, one yeah. scene, recreated the bedroom, and, and that's basically it. So at the end of the first one, they decide to stay in Chicago because the, the book is a bestseller. There's only, like, one passing reference to that in this one. I think Eugene Levy is just like, oh, Kate, you had a, I heard you had a bestseller on your hands, and then she starts to talk about it. He's like, that's nice, and then starts to walk away or something. <laughs> it's like super weird. <laughs> But um, he's focused only on the boys. But yeah, I that's respectful. (laughs) Well, he just wanted to show Tom the move. That's what he was trying to get to. You know the move. (laughs) So yeah, I I that was a big question. I I think I remember watching it the first time, like when we got it on DVD. It's like, oh, did they go back to Midland? They didn't. So um, and they're even at the graduation party. Tom is like complaining about um Hillary. Duff going to New York. <laughs> Lorraine. Tom is complaining about Lorraine going to New York. It's like, oh, it's such a dirty, like crime ridden city. You should stay here in Chicago. <laughs> I'm like, what? That <laughs> doesn't make sense. The... It's not... Chicago isn't really the kind of place you want to go with a bathroom. <laughs> well, they're in they're in the suburbs. But that's true. That's true. <clears throat> uh by the way, that party was way too big for a graduation party. Wouldn't you agree? I, I would agree, and I, I also had I, I had a comment to make about that since you brought it up. I'm glad you brought it up, because yeah. I've been dying to talk about it. <laughs> no. um, I, So I was watching, before we did the, the last episode, I watched the behind-the-scenes uh, for the first movie, and the writer of the movie was talking about how, like, oh, he lived in L.A., and there's, like, he lives, with, you know, there's like a lot of like fancy schmancy rich snob people that like have these like kids yeah. birthday parties and they're like all they they looked like Dylan's birthday party. And and he just thought that was yeah. like so like atrocious for like a kid's birthday party to have like hors d'oeuvres and waiters and stuff like that. And it's like everyone's dressed up. He's like, what is this? this? Makes no sense. I guess it was like he had like recently gone to L.A. or something. And it's like yeah. the whole reason he put that scene in the first movie was like it would just be funny to put the Baker family, like an average family, in that situation. <laughs> and so I'm guessing he did not write the second movie because the Bakers are having one of yeah. these families now. They're they become yuppies, is what is what's happened here. <laughs> they sold out. They sold out, that's right. I mean they're rich now, but they don't know that. Like they even though they're rich, they're rolling in the dough. They don't show it because this whole movie is about them against the rich people, <laughs> but they're rich as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. If I'm ever rich like that, I'm going to still, I'm not going to have sea dues or anything like that. That's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, the other thing that, that uh, stuck out to me was Charlie's line at the beginning. He's like, Oh, got to go to work. Cause I got to pay student loans. It's, and been, that- it's been a year or two since he, Graduated high school. Yeah, he's like done. Well, yeah. See, this is what stuck out to me, and it gets explained later on. So I, I thought I was going to have more to say about it, but I, he's just working at the garage to pay his tuition. It's not like he's finished school yet. This is what's going. On. He's like okay. he's living in the city. He's going to school. He's working at the garage part time <laughs> to pay for his tuition. But he says student loans. But he says student loans, and so that that makes it seem like how much time has passed here. Anyways, that's, uh, that's what he's wanting to do with his, with his career path. Because that, that was kind of a story in the first one of like, it's like I don't know if I want to go to college. And Steve Martin was like, You're going to college. You're getting an education. So I guess he like <laughs> decided When I graduate, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. He went to the city. I guess that's what happened in the, uh, in the Oldsmobile, the Cutlass. We had an Oldsmobile. Around, around this did. time, actually. Good old Harold. Yeah, we I named him Harold because it was such an old person's car. Oldsmobile. Yeah, we had we had that car. I don't know several years. I don't. We didn't have it for too long, but no. it was definitely a staple at the the Oakdale house for a little while. Oldsmobile. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we uh, I think we had a, definitely have a lot more stories about the first one than the second movie for sure. But regardless, Stevie Wonder. Is the best way to start a movie. Write that down if you're uh, purchasing movie rights. Mm -hmm. If you can afford them, get them. Yeah. (laughs) So, at this party, Nora and her new husband, which we've never seen, it is not Ashton Kutcher. And for good reason. I'm Steve Jobs. (laughs) I'm Steve Jobs. (laughs) Uh, They set me on fire! (laughs) But... You see that she's pregnant, or just very fat in one spot. I don't know. Uh, and they announce that they're taking a job. Bud is taking a job in Houston, mm-hmm. and they're moving. Also, Lorraine is planning on moving to New York. They're both very different directions from Chicago. Yeah. Uh, and then Charlie's planning on moving somewhere. He doesn't know where, but well, I guess he's he's because he's in school, and I think he's in Chicago. So he's like in the city. Yeah. So he's still like local, but but he doesn't live at home or anything like that. So No. So like their top three their oldest kids are like gone mm-hmm. pretty much and they're leaving and then this is the one then it gets into Tom's head that like, Oh, I gotta do one last hurrah and take our family on vacation and then everybody's like, you know, the kids are in summer school and yeah. they got clubs and camps to go to and Yeah. It's like, there's no way that every week of your summer is taken up by either summer school or camps. Come on. Mark's volunteering at the animal shelter. Jake and Mike are competing at the skate park. What a stupid thing to do as a 10-year-old volunteer at the animal shelter. The uh, <laughs> A humane trap, right, Dad? <laughs> okay, we can move on to this part, but we'll go back. Um. Speaking of Mark and his stupid nature boy. Nature boy, remember? Yeah. Um, What's the point of when Nora's water breaks in the last scene? of The last race. They're like, oh, we got to go find a hospital. How are we going to find a hospital? I'm an expert in animal scat. What do you think? <laughs> Trust me. We'll follow the poop. Cool, we're following poop. I think that's the only reason they had that is so that the twins could say, cool, we're following poop, but how are you going to find a hospital by tracking deer? They're not going to it. Well, I guess they're just trying to get out to the road, but like, yeah, it it, it makes it. it doesn't seem like they go to the car. It's like, they just run along the road till they find a local hospital. (laughs) Yeah. They don't like go back to the car and drive. Yeah. All the kids, they, they're all, they're all busy. And Tom is trying to play, play a annual, football game i guess and the only one that's down for it is sarah yeah so your- out of 12 kids so they go home they reminisce they decide oh let's go back to the lake house one last time and, that's- and they're on their way they're on their way but but uh lorraine and charlie will will meet them later and i feel like that's like specifically just because of like their filming schedules <laughs> i i remember yeah. watching this and felt like oh, they're not they don't seem to be in this that much and i i was i guess i was noticing like i guess they were trying to they had like other stuff going on probably other offers besides well, a cheaper a they're the two oldest kids and they have stuff to do so but so still also they're not gonna fit all 12 people in that van yeah. comfortably we we like to skip around on this show, so let's let's just skip around to something that I always remember from this movie. I always remember right. when uh, Elliot and uh, Sarah go to the go to the movies. Dad, can I go with Elliot or talk to the <laughs> movies? Um, I always remember that they go see Ice Age, which even at the time I watched this movie, I was like, that movie came out in two thousand and one, and they filmed this movie what two thousand four dude how how though what kind of a movie theater in 2004 shows napoleon dynamite and ice age and i remember the napoleon poster in the background it's rated g (laughs) that was ridiculous that was so ridiculous Uh, another thing that uh that stands out about that line that you just said is like tom makes a reference to like the rating, like G rating, in both movies, because he's like, when whenever uh, Hank stays the night, uh, in the first movie, let's keep it G. Let's keep this G rated. This house is G rated. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, Tom, this movie is actually rated PG, so that is false. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess you have to have a G rated rule when you have kids that young. At the time, I guess, yeah, uh, but. This brings me to a childhood memory of ours, Jonathan. That we we too were obsessed with movie ratings. Yeah, we both had a shirt. Well, it was you and I had the hand me down. You had a shirt, burnt orange shirt that says PG, permanently grounded. Yep, it looked like a movie rating, but it, it was it stood for permanently grounded because you were. It was one of those shirts that said, "I'm cool, I'm awesome," or something. It's like one of those like, my middle name's Trouble, and I've earned it. Type shirts, you know. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. I remember where I wore that shirt all the time. I loved that shirt. I did too when I got it. That was a good shirt. But I think I think around this age, probably, I I I think I stopped wearing it because it started to feel kind of embarrassing. I (laughs) as I got older, people were like, "And you gave it to me?" (laughs) Yeah then then it was then it was a hand me down. Jeremy got it, so I started to get comments like. Oh, that'd be a cooler shirt if it was like rated PG-13 or something. You know, you're going to be like a teenager <laughs> or something. I was like, I'm permanently grounded for 13 years. right. What am I doing wearing this PG shirt? <laughs> that was such a status so, thing. First time, first ever PG-13 movie you had to watch. Yeah. Are we ever going to cover that? My first PG-13 movie? Do you know what that is, Jeremy? I do. It's not, I don't know. We it, could. We could. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. The Mask of Zorro. I just don't know that we have many quotes about it. That's all. We'll see. I haven't seen that in 15 years. Yeah. Quotes, though. Quotes from this movie. I have a few written down. Do you Do you have any uh, that you remember? Yes, I do. Uh, you'll be lucky to beat the Doobners. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that one down. I didn't remember that one. Uh, you know that... Uh, Look, don't spoil my linebacker. Uh-huh. That got annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh you, you remember when you were saying that Nora had a weird accent in that one line? She has another line in this one that's weird too. She does. But it's Steve Martin that has a weird sounding line. It's when he said when when they're doing the egg toss and everybody's mad at him and he's like "Eggs cost money." <laughs> Was, it's cost money. He was, he was slipping into his Inspector Clouseau voice from Pink Panther. Yeah, it's cost money. <laughs> oh look, it's a purple Bigfoot! Turn around and pretend you're looking at the view. <laughs> the uh the lines that I that I remember, um, I remember the scene when Sarah comes uh, outside, getting ready for her date, and she's like had her makeover with Lorraine, and yeah. uh, the twins are just sitting there with their like. Hubba, 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 and they're like shaking their hips. (laughs) I remember saying that. Um, Yeah. The chisel. Also, the the line when uh, they go to the clam bake, and uh, Mike and Jake and Sarah uh, run into Elliot Murtaugh. And Mike's like, What such a cool stick! Can you bang any tricks? (laughs) It's like, Elliot's like, Yeah, check it. And then it obviously cuts to like a stunt double, Jake Baker <laughs> doing a tr- Elliot Murtaugh. <laughs> it's like he was asking his question, like a question if it was his name. Oh, there was, there was, there was a obvious like voiceover line at the bake too with Mark. Mark, yeah, when he like Mark, I feel like every voice, everything that Mark's ever done in this movie is voiceover. <laughs> well, if it isn't my partner in crime, Kenny, it's like Kenny the Maniac. Killing the maniac. my partner in crime. All of that is done with like their backs to the camera, and then he like walks yeah, over, sits so down, bad. and then when they are actually sitting down talking, that that seems like the normal scene there. I don't know if they like needed an <laughs> extra line there to like fill in to make it sense or something, but yeah. that was an obvious like voiceover line there. And then just the the very quick like, can I go to the movies with Elliot Murtaugh? That was a, that's yeah. cool. That's only a quote because it's repeated in Tom's mind, haunting him for like 30 seconds of the movie. That's true. Uh, What? Every father's entitled to one ugly shirt and one hideous sweater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that one. One that I didn't really remember at all, but I thought was funny was um, when Tom and Jimmy are like spying on, on the kids and they're talking. And there's just like a little kid like sitting behind them and he's like, He's like, sir. Could you please sit down? And he like says it like so, like politely, but like, I don't know. <laughs> but he's like so. Please, he's all by himself, and he's watching Ice Age. Like, <laughs> this kid's a movie buff for sure. There was a few scenes where that I remember, just because I remember seeing the trailer a lot. So like, uh, the rolling on the log, rolling on the log, um, Tom water skiing, um where he's like he's swinging on the tire swing and it breaks and he's like tire swing not ready yeah i remember all that in the trailer <laughs> seeing that a million times yeah i remember i, I remember the we we started to talk about music a little bit earlier but uh i remember the sugar ray song playing when charlie goes out to the dock and the uh Murtaugh yeah girl what is her name superstar superstar swimming by <laughs> she's got the butterfly tattoo but alood toad just like <laughs> focuses on that for a second <laughs> i remember I remember that scene i I always like that song i'm I'm a sucker for like the five good sugar Ray songs. <laughs> I think if you like more than three songs of a band, you're a fan <laughs> i don't know i if it's not a hit i I don't really care about it, but I like his hits, so I remember that scene, and this was also a, a time where like. I'd mentioned I mentioned in the past, like really being into like Smallville watching that. This was like peak that time when it first came out. I remember watching like part of an episode one time, but I was kind of young and it was just like one of those things like I probably this is a show I need to watch when I when I get older. I need to come back to this. And also I remember it being on TV like at a time, probably on like Boy Scout night. (laughs) So like we couldn't watch it anyway. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure at least when it first came out, it was on like Monday nights or something. Remember when we used to watch TV at night, like regularly scheduled programming yeah. TV. <laughs> I, I remember Monday nights, Monday nights at seven o'clock to this day. I feel like I'm supposed to be like at a boy scout meeting, right? <laughs> That's just like where it was my entire life. Yeah. Um, I do remember like if we'd get home, uh and we it wasn't too late. Seventh heaven would be on. I I do kind of remember that watching that after Scouts. Faux show. Sure. This was like peak um checking out Smallville seasons from the library. <laughs> like the first few seasons. And 24. And 24. I don't remember which one I watched first, but um but yeah, I I was I would get the seasons one disc at a time from the library. <laughs> I think they stopped doing that. They just stopped like dividing him up between six, six different dvds i just like uh, oh, just take the whole season you can watch <laughs> it in a week we don't care if it's late <laughs> But i did that with the first three seasons around this time and to like try and catch up i think season four or five was on at the time so i was i was very aware of like tom welling i, I remember i had remember seeing him in cheaper by the dozen but uh this was like the first time i think watching cheaper by the dozen two with like having seen him like act a lot and like as Clark Kent, <laughs> yeah. Is he in anything else? Not really. He did like a or <laughs> remake of like the fog he was in in probably the same year. Actually, I never saw that. Um, he's had some TV stuff here and there, done small parts in movies, but and I think he he took a lot of time off after <laughs> Smallville because that was like ten years. <laughs> it was like ten seasons. Yeah. Uh, one story about that is like after. After I got through season three of Smallville, they didn't have those seasons on DVD at the library. So I had to start buying them. Yeah. <laughs> and do you remember like seasons of DVDs, of seasons of TV shows being like like 50 or $60? 50, yeah, you, you spent like $400 just on Smallville. <laughs> I could never get lifetime. rid of my DVDs because I, well, I got <laughs> later on, I remember getting good Black Friday deals on them. But I specifically remember getting season five of Smallville, probably around this time for fifty four ninety nine at home, oh which is like a Sims I remember a warehouse uh wholesale place yeah and i paid I paid fifty four dollars that's like that was like my life savings for an entire year <laughs> <laughs> It's like they didn't have- I would pay like twenty or thirty for a season of home improvement. And that show was already done. (laughs) That was the thing. Uh, I do remember the most I've ever paid was $40 for Psych Season 7. Yeah. Or Season 8. It was the last. You made me buy it, though. I talked you into (laughs) buying that one because I wanted to watch it. And you had collected the other seasons. So I'm like, you got to buy this one. Yeah. And as the show went went on, it got not as good, definitely. (laughs) But I, I got the seasons for like $10 on like black Fridays. I remember the last few seasons. I was just like, at that point it was just like, I need to keep collecting. I, I bought all the other seasons. I gotta, I gotta keep watching it. I gotta see this dude. Maybe they'll be worth something one day. Maybe maybe he'll become <laughs> Superman at some point. You know, I gotta see that at some point. So I watched it through. You want to talk about the music here? Yeah, let's talk about the music. So, um, yeah, sugar Ray. That's the song that always stood out to me. And, also, uh, why can't we be friends? I always remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always want to drink orange juice to why can't we be friends? <laughs> yeah. Because that orange juice looks so good in that movie. Also, weirdly, in that brunch scene, mm-hmm. were you not appetized with that raw ground beef makes- with a egg yolk in the middle? Because <laughs> it looked low-key kind of good. I was confused. By was that was that meant for the dog? I don't I know. I was confused. It it almost seemed like they were sh- going to serve it that way. Like it didn't. It wasn't like they were going to cook it. I think so. So it must be some like rich people thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is beef it pate pa- with an pa- egg yolk pate, on? It. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, all uh, all of you uh, rich people out there, you know the you know who I'm talking about. You got a two story house, you know. Swimming pool in the backyard. (laughs) Also, let us know, and then you can donate to our Patreon. (laughs) Completely unrelated. Let us know what that is. If you're rich, I mean, hit (laughs) us up. Under pressure, holiday by Madonna. We've got Sunday morning by Maroon Five. We have someday, and it it was the original Under Pressure too. I think. Yeah, it was. It was because I I remember, which is rare. there was a my chemical romance slash the used cover of this song that was popular that they had (laughs) released. I remember it being released because of, uh, it was like to benefit hurricane Katrina victims or something like that. And so like sales from that, we're going to that. But I just remember people hating on it. It's like, Oh, my chemical romance does not hold a candle to queen and David Bowie. I was like, it was, it was like 2005. I was like, I actually thought it might be... That's what I thought it was at first, but it was the original. This and Cheaper by the Doesn't One have some of the best songs, soundtracks of all the movies that we've covered so far this year. Yeah. That's that's kind of the thing I think about with this movie is I, I can kind of remember all the different scenes and like the, the songs that went through them with them. There once was a man named Michael Finnegan. He had some whiskers on his chin again. The wind blew him off in... Blah, 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 blah. Poor old Michael. Oh, and then they flew back in again. That was the poor was old happening beginning again. Recess school's out where they're singing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah. The campfire <laughs> songs. Oh, no. Although that was that was a good scene. And Will the Circle Be Unbroken was really good. That family knew what they were doing <laughs> when they were singing that. You think uh that was really Eugene Levy and Carmen Electra singing? Definitely not. (laughs) Another obvious. uh, It ain't sound like this overdubbing. (laughs) (laughs) None of them were saying, but I mean, it was still good. Still good. Although I don't like it when two songs are mashing together. Obviously, because we covered this in RV. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That triggers me now. Before it didn't at all. I don't. I don't know. But that was bad. And Michael Finnegan is a very. Annoying song. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about Taylor Lautner? <laughs> yeah, Shark Boy. I thought you were going to talk about Dream, Coo. Dream, 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 About Talk about Cuckoo. what? Cuckoo. <laughs> Cuckoo. That show's good. I don't care what anybody says. I, just, I just... The two seasons that Taylor Lautner is in it is good. <laughs> Taylor Lautner is a great comedic actor, and he does not need to be in anything serious ever again. You no. Know. No. He was the shining star of Ridiculous 6, and Ridiculous 6 is full of shining stars. Ridiculous 6 is a ridiculous Adam Sandler Netflix movie that I yeah. thought was funny. <laughs> Taylor Lautner, me and Jeremy quote in from that movie a lot, specifically Taylor Lautner's lines. <laughs> we we quote that movie regularity. regularly. Regularly. <laughs> I, I always had a strong neck. the neck just biscuits off. <laughs> But he's your he's your competition. You're talking about uh, Sarah Baker last week, dude. Sarah Baker, though, I'm okay with it. Elliot Martel's is such a better person than me. And Sarah Baker definitely got had the the Mark arc of this movie. Yep. Mark is like the in Mark that. arc. He's barely in. Sarah Baker is the main character of this movie. Yeah. Well, main main kid character. It's always gonna be Tom. Weirdly, it's never Kate. She's never the main character. Yeah. She's always got her head on straight though. That's why. Yeah. I think they, I think movies tend to do that with the moms a lot. Yeah. You always have the idiot dad. Yeah. yeah, It seemed like she didn't have as much to say in this one. I feel like she had more of a role in the first one. Yeah. It was kind of showing like both of them. This whole movie is her in small talk pretty much. Yeah. Like both of them were having their careers in the first one and trying to figure it out. And this one is just like, this is, (laughs) this is just about (laughs) Steve Martin and Eugene Levy going at it the whole movie, basically, which is, And I'm fine with that. It's pretty funny. It it works. (laughs) I'm here for that. (laughs) So the whole, the whole plot of the movie is basically is just them competing. And, and Jimmy basically like saying like your family is a bunch of screw ups, like really trying to parent his kids. Yeah. He's trying to, or telling them how how he should should parent their kids. You got to learn the word push Tom. At certain points. Like it's like, well, the Murtaugh kids are the only ones behaving, (laughs) you know, for most of the movie. (laughs) But then he's like, "Oh, they're gonna crack one day. They're gonna crack. They all did." (laughs) Like my tattoo. (laughs) I'm not your superstar. (laughs) That's not my dream, Dad. It's yours. (laughs) Oh, I was gonna say with uh, with Henry. I think he was glad that uh, Nora was pregnant because she took on the role of like the stereotypical the fat one, the whole movie, (laughs) (laughs) and being hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, let's eat. Let's eat and uh and Henry, at the beginning, he was playing at the party and his his clarinet, and he was not <laughs> trying to eat a sandwich at the same time, so he learned his <laughs> good transition to good transition to the end of the song because they're playing "I wish by Stevie Wonder at the party, oh yeah, yeah, but then it goes to his like clarinet solo mm-hmm. and it shows him playing it. And then it cuts off mm-hmm. and goes into the rest of the family, which is really cool. Yeah, that was good. It was a good transition. There, So there's there's like a side plot with the the small amount of time that Charlie is in the movie. I guess it's like Charlie and I actually, I don't even know the other girl's name. The superstar girl. <laughs> I'm looking at the cast here. And. <laughs> and Annie. Yeah, I guess it was just like them trying to figure out what they want to do. And he's like, oh, I always wanted to move up here and. I always fantasize about moving up here and opening up a garage or something. So I guess that's what he's going to do. Now he's moving to Wisconsin. Is that where the lake is? Is that that where it is? Lake Winneka. My middle name's Winneka. Hey, that's my middle name. And my name's Lake. (laughs) I would love to name my kid Lake. (laughs) So there's that, that storyline with, with Charlie and Ann. There's also this ongoing thing with uh, Nora and Bud. And and uh Steve Martin, they're talking about like, oh, he's gonna be a linebacker, and they're like keep pushing back on that. He's like saying all these things and they're like, Oh, I'm I'm not gonna work all the time. Oh, he's not gonna be a linebacker, and they're like pushing back on all this stuff, and oh, we're only gonna eat organic. Yeah. But like by the end of the movie, I guess they like give up on that. Which is a line they say in every Cheaper Brother Dozen movie is we're more of a Nora's on an organic diet. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Back an organic diet for a line. thing in trendy being organic. <laughs> it's like, Kate, this tastes awful lot like Tropicana. Both movies have a brunch scene with orange juice. Yeah. It's a cheaper by the dozen. If you're brunching, you might as well drink OJ. Oh, did you know that Eugene Levy was in father of the bride? I forgot. Yeah, he's that. in the second one. I, um, yeah. He buys the house from him, right? Yeah, and then s- sells it back to him for a profit. <laughs> <It's just> so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that sucks. He like, he, uh, it's like he like had owned the house, and then he like has to pay for it like double or something. <laughs> it's like crazy. <laughs> we need to cover those eventually, but we can wait a uh, while. The Baker's cabin was built for the movie and then torn down. Wow seems like a waste after filming. It wasn't, it, it seems like well, it also was, kind of they high would high just find a random cabin to film in. <laughs> yeah. You can usually find cabins around lakes. <laughs> well, like you said, every, any movie that involves a, a pregnant woman, you know, it's, it's going to end with a, <laughs> with a baby being delivered. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, people say that about like, you know, if a, if a, if a scene is introduced with like a, with like a loaded gun it's gonna go off at some point <laughs> in the play yeah know, whatever it is so um they're in the middle of the the competition well we didn't even really talk about the competition that much the like the labor day no we have not. Or anything but so that was kind of cool everyone had their own like event to compete in but all of them like by the end of the movie were like so annoyed with <laughs> steve martin <laughs> that then, like only the twins were gonna be there at the beginning and for good reason yeah let me just say the twins are the real OGs. They're, they're such troopers. Yeah. They're so loyal. You can always count on them. I don't know any better. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of them's middle name is Lake, so they have to compete. <laughs> oh, I had another thing. So this movie is four steps away from the source material. <laughs> okay. This is a sequel. To a remake of a movie yeah. that was based on a book which was based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like four steps away. Yeah. I guess the Gilbert family are still happy to get the the royalties, but <laughs> do you have any reviews for this movie, Jonathan? I, I didn't look any up, but I, I know that this movie has like really bad like six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. They they didn't like they did not like this movie. I think the critics—the only good thing they had to say was they thought that um, Allison Stoner was actually a very good, did very well, and that her she her did role she did stand out well. of the movie. But overall, that it was just like a cheesy, dumb, predictable sequel that wasn't very good. But the first movie didn't have good reviews either. It was like in the twenties, so I don't know. Maybe it's maybe that's why this movie wasn't so hyped. Yeah. So my review on this one. Was like this is just as good, maybe even better than the first one. When I first saw it, mm-hmm. agree. I, agree. I've cooled off on that. I think I think that the first one is definitely better, but this is still a worthy sequel. It's not. It's not. It's not Shrek Three bad. You know. <laughs> We're not worthy. Uh, yeah, Shrek Three, Shrek the Third, is not canon. It's still very good. Um. It continues on I, I you know I I don't know why they didn't make a third one unless just they couldn't you know I this one didn't make as much as the first one but it it also wasn't like a flop but yeah I, I think you know I don't know how much how much longer you can go it, it didn't have good reviews so I mean we talked about last time how they're going to have a reboot of this movie but I would have I would have liked I would have liked a third movie to to complete the trilogy but honestly that wouldn't be a bad idea just toy story 3 you know where kyle and nigel are going to college yeah becoming empty nesters that'd be a good plot yeah they, they could have done another one very easily i i don't i don't know why they didn't other than just bad things mm. and i mean we needed a third movie so that like mike could actually get a storyline he's just there <laughs> yeah He's always just there. He, yes. He's uh he's Jake's like sidekick. They're always just skating, so <laughs> pretty much. That's what they do. Did did we mention on the last episode like the TikTok reunion that the cast had this past year? No, we did not yeah. talk about that TikTok reunion. Oh, I remember that being on TikTok. I'll put a link in the in the description because it's on YouTube as well. There's a, okay. you know, there's like the, I'm just a kid trend where people show like a picture of yeah. the kid and then transitions to what they look like today. And like pretty much the entire cast of cheaper by the dozen did that, uh, set to the simple plan song. I'm just a kid. And, uh, <laughs> they did that. And that was pretty, that was a pretty cool reunion. They did this past year or two. So I think the only ones that weren't in it was Steve Martin and Tom Welling wasn't in it. I think, I think pretty much everyone else was though. So that that's the that's the cheaper by the dozen three that we're gonna get is that is that reunion video <laughs> on tick exclusively on TikTok. I mean Father of the Bride three had a like a youtube zoom call that was a that was the third one <laughs> <laughs> did you find this movie as touching as the uh the first movie Jonathan I cried did you really i gotta stop I gotta stop crying in movies dude this is getting bad. I cried in the hospital scene when they named him Tom i I got a little emotional at that scene. I, I didn't all pull out cry, but I was like, why is this affecting me? <laughs> yeah. I, I found, actually, I found the, the basically kind of the ending where the, it's the music that gets you. <laughs> and like when they finally get, get them there. And, and I, the line where like, uh, Eugene Levy is just like it, Tom, you mind if we sit with you? And I just like thought that was like, yeah it was, that was, it was it. just very you know it was like very serious like all bets are off like we're you know we want to, this finally about competition. the two most crazy people are serious now yeah like and it good like and and like from that moment on it was just like I, I i thought that was probably the most touching part is just the ending of the movie and then you see both and then they're all in the waiting room you see the whole fam, both families getting along together perfectly yeah. and it's just it's just really touching mm-hmm. and especially like when he walks out and he's like tom you want to meet your grandson? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh man, I'm getting. I can't be telling people in the public that i I cry in movies because that's the only way I cry is in movies. Yeah. I'm not a crier normally, but in movies they just, somehow they just get me. You can just tell the story perfectly, and it's the music that swells, creates tears. There's not a lot of it, mm-hmm. but it's very noticeable. Like you could tell it's oh that's cheaper brother doesn't yeah. Also, the joke with the old man always following, the old man in the wheelchair always falling into the lake that got old. I don't. Dude needs to move out. I don't even remember Do you that. You not remember that? It happened like three times, dude. Oh, it happened at the clam oh, bake, I, the fireworks went I off. At the clam bake, yeah. And it happened when the canoe race started and he shot the gun and it startled him. Mm-hmm. And he felt, he was just, the wheelchair guy was on the dock. <laughs> That's not where you put a wheelchair, my guy. <laughs> You're trash. It, it just wasn't that funny after a while. I I, I guess the, the the movies just work because the casting is really good. I think the kids are all good. None yeah. of them are like really annoying or anything like that. Um, no, you know Eugene Levy is a little over the top, but still it works It works for the movie. And yeah. and so even though the movie is kind of cheesy, you just I don't know you you like to see the the Baker family going and doing different things. So that's that's why I would have been happy to see another one, but. You can't critique this movie for being cheesy. Who, who says who says family's not cheesy? Family is always cheesy. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Any good family is a cheesy family. Any final thoughts? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't want a huge family like that, but I do want a large family. There's a difference between huge and large. And I want to have family traditions and family goals and similar parenting styles. To this family with the time management skills, of course, and not the overparenting, I feel like I'm going to be an overparent, I'm an overparenter, and I'm scared of that. You're spy on your kids. I'm going to be that dad that embarrasses their kid all the time at the movies? I will never do that. That's ridiculous. But I mean if it's a movie that I also want to see, which is very likely That's the thing you're <laughs> like, I want to see that. Who, said, who says my kids are going to even know what a movie theater is by the time they're dating? You know? <laughs> even movie theaters will be around. Yikes. Back in my day, we used to watch movies with strangers. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, I, I kind of want... I know we didn't say that this isn't part of the default vault, but it is a golden staple. After reviewing, I want to say, I think we should deposit this into the default vault for the family. I think this earns default status. Both of them? I, th- I think cheaper by the dozen one. Just cheaper by the dozens in general is that both of them. They are golden staple status for us. All right. I'm good with that. I I I think I think that's uh they will be tough to beat in the bracket at the end of the year is what I'm saying. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be tough to beat doesn't mean that won't be beat. Yeah. But uh, I don't I don't have any other uh closing thoughts. Um just that, you know, I, I would have been happy. would have been happy to see a third one. It's uh it's a shame we didn't we didn't get it. We'll see how the the reboot, yeah. you know if it if it lives up to the name that you by the dozen brand, but we'll see that with when the, when that time comes there there was another quote that yeah. I wrote down that I just remembered um there there's a scene where like the Murtaugh family is like reading something like as a family and they're, oh they're yeah <laughs> yeah, and there was periods of their life where they were worried about car payments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what they were reading about. It was like someone experiencing hardship and then they all like shudder. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Jonathan, next week it is your turn. So you will be able to pick the movie of choice uh, that we get to review. And why don't you go ahead and give the listeners a hint. The movie that we're going to be covering next week, I kind of saw for the first time when we were on vacation in a mountain cabin. And I'll tell you why (laughs) I kind of saw it next time. But, here's a clip. Next time on Inside Quotes. Why are your boobs so big? They're not boobs. Do you have to wear a bra? So will my boobs get as big as yours someday? You know, little girl, I think it's time you went Happy Pooh in Betty Pie Land. Do I look like I'm five to you? What did I say? Disrespectful and I think I was interested in you. So our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at groovybridge. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at insidequotescast. Uh, send us a DM, like our photos, send us a DM if you have any suggestions for movies you want us to cover in the future, or if you have any comments or hot takes about the movie that we covered. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a good review, five stars, and we'll let you go to the movies with Elliot Murton. I would love that, actually. Yeah, I mean, that works out for both of us. Can it be Sharkboy and Lava Girl 3D? Yes. I haven't seen Thank that, you. so I need to watch it. What? Never, never saw it. It's bad, dude. It's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. I could have told, so told you that. It's so bad. I could have told you that. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed listening to us just as much as we enjoyed talking about it. Maybe one day we'll find the best childhood movie. But until then, we hope to see you next time on Inside Quotes. Bye. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> no way it's like two movies ago wow. and we're still quoting it is this gonna beat our ducks quack quack everybody you didn't even quack quack this time okay that's a good ending you can just leave it like that Air swing, not ready.